Okay, I think we're recording. Um, hello, everyone. Chris here. I'm back with another episode. Today, I'm here with my um, my fellow church uh, church member at Heritage of Grace, uh, Heather. <laughs> hello, Heather. Hi. Thanks for coming along. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I met Heather. I think I, I think so. I, I think I went to HGC for I don't know, like a few months. And I think I like said hi to you a few times, <laughs> but I didn't know you or your husband um, until like a little bit after I had been going. Because I, th- I think I remember like, because uh, 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 I was talking to Megan and then I learned that Louie was um, like her brother and I was just like, <laughs> just shocked. <laughs> and then when I learned that he was left-handed, I'm like, man, like I can't believe it I took me so long to meet him. <laughs> So, and then, yeah, but I'm, I'm not really sure when I, like, started talking to you guys too, that much. I think it was more, like, maybe last summer when... I think like, so. With, like, the dances yes. and all that and mm-hmm. all that. So, but yeah, nice. It's been cool to meet you guys. You guys are really cool. So, um, so do you want to very briefly, like, introduce yourself? Like, what do you do? Uh, who you are? Like, sort of, like, just very briefly. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'm Heather, and I'm a stay-at-home mom. Um, I have 10 kids from ages 26 down to six and yeah, that's pretty much my life. (laughs) Cool. No, yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool. Thanks for coming along again. Um, for my, for my first question, I'm I'm just going to get it right. I'm I'm, I'm not even going to like, uh, (laughs) like, like give any like, like fluff out. I'm just really curious to hear like how you were saved. Um, okay. That's kind of a long and rambling story. I don't think I had like one, like aha moment, (laughs) but when my mom was, um, let's see, I think I was five. My mom started going to church. Um, so her and my dad were having some marital problems. And so she went to a local church and brought us kids along and, um, she got saved pretty soon after going. And, um, when I was eight, I asked if I could be baptized and spoke with the pastor, and you know, he said I was ready. So that was probably the start of my journey. And then my mom, well, we moved from, we lived in rural Oregon on a farm. And then my parents decided to move back to California where I was born. And um, from there, my mom was working full time, and my dad too. And so we didn't really go to church much at all during the rest of my growing up years, here and there for youth group maybe or something like that. But the Lord wasn't like a central part of our home life. Um, but I always knew he was there and looking out for me, but I didn't have a relationship really. So it was not until after I had my own children, um, when I had my fourth son, um, I met a girl at like the local children's museum and, um, we were the same age, had both had, you know, same ages of kids. And so she started talking to me about, um, if I was a Christian and I answered, Oh yeah, of course I am. And so she started asking where I was going to church and, um, I then realized, like, I don't really go to church. So she was encouraging me to find a church. And um, so I put my son in a WANA little program. And then the pastor kind of took us under his wing and invited us to come along to church. So then I started to go. And um, then my husband was not saved at the time. And he started coming with us, too. And then he was saved several years later and baptized. And from there on, then we probably raised our children more with a Christ-centered lifestyle. Cool. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that's that's really cool. How how many siblings do you have? I have two. You have two. Mm-hmm. And then are they saved? Um, no. 
No. Okay. Mm-mm. Wow. And are they older or younger? My brother's older and my sister's younger. Okay. Oh, cool. So, so your parents, so their, their marital problems eventually like brought you guys or yeah, initiated to church, church uh-huh. initially. And then, yeah, cool. And then afterwards, um, yeah, just like, I don't know, like I, like as a, as a college student, like I, I don't think too much about like, oh, like, uh, like it's, it's difficult for me to, uh, to like make relationships with people at my school. Yeah, I could see that. And then, but just hearing stories like that where uh, someone came up to you and was like, yeah, like, are you a Christian? Like, right. Like, oh, no, like, if you're not going to church, you should go to church. So just that encouragement. Yes. Like, yeah, like, it's it's a little bit convicting for me. It's like, oh, well, I, I should be making more connections and just talking to more mm-hmm. people uh, about stuff like that. You know? Yep. So that's really cool. And, uh, and then, so um, my next question is, so you said that you had two siblings. Yes. And now you have 10 kids. So <laughs> have you always wanted like a big family? Yeah, well, I didn't imagine 10 at the time I started, but definitely always um, wanted to be a mom and a wife. My mom has a story written down in my baby book when I was two. She asked me what I was going to do when I grew up. And I said, I'm going to be a mom. And she was like, okay. And um, it just grew from there. And when my sister was born, I was only 20 months old, but she was like my little buddy. My mom said I would drag her around by her little footy pajamas everywhere oh, I went. <laughs> and um, my sister tells me I'm the one that taught her how to tie her shoes and her ABCs. And I loved mothering her. And um, yeah, and any like I didn't have very many cousins, but two I remember in particular, like just loving to babysit. And yeah, so I always knew I wanted to be a mom. Cool. And you said that both your parents were like full time workers. Yes. So where do you think you got it from? Like, Well, my mom stayed home with us until I was nine. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then she went to work. So, um, I mean, I, I, I don't know that it was because she was home. It's just something, the Lord, just a gift, I think, the Lord gave me. Yeah. Yeah. Because really I didn't cool. really know. Like, we grew up in a time where everyone's mom worked. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just love babies, especially. <laughs> do you, um, and then now do you have, like, do you, you you homeschool right? Yes. Have you always homeschooled? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's important for parents to homeschool? Um, yes. There's different reasons why I started homeschooling than why I would tell parents to homeschool now. Okay. But um, back when I started homeschooling, like I said, we weren't really following the Lord, so it wasn't that we thought a Christian education would be better necessarily. But I just couldn't picture my little boy like going off to school and being you know, alone without, he had been, you know, under our supervision and Mm -hmm. care like his whole life and then just send him off to have someone else raise him. That's why we decided to homeschool to start. And then my husband had had a bad experience with the education system. Just one of those kids who kind of fell through the cracks and didn't learn to read properly. And so he wanted it for education reasons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now I would say I wouldn't encourage any Christian parent to have their children in school, in the public schools. Because of all the... Yeah, there's a lot of um, political agenda being pushed on the kids Mm -hmm. as truth. And um, when they're with teachers and peers, mainly, all day long, Mm -hmm. that's who they're getting discipled by and not their parents. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's fair. Yeah, I'd I'd probably agree with that. (laughs) Um, uh, My next question is, well, uh, what's, like, how many, like boys and girls have you had like what, what's the so i have seven boys and three girls and three girls mm-hmm. and 
Um, how, wait, and then, so is like boy, 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 and then I was like... No, I had two boys, and then one girl. Okay. And then five boys, and, and then, then two girls. And then five, mm-hmm. and two girls. Okay, that makes sense. So has, I mean, I'm sure there's an obvious question, but I want you to like elaborate a little bit on it. How, yeah. how, how different is it like raising like young guys and young ladies? Um, well, so far my two youngest are girls, so I've only raised one daughter to adulthood. Um, and gone through the teenage years with one girl, but she was not um, your typical girl, I would say. Like, she was definitely more of a tomboy. She loved outdoors and animals and loved to be with her brothers, and um, she didn't go through, like, a whole lot of moody, like, um, girl drama and all that, so I don't really have a lot to compare to. I don't know if that was the way we raised her or just her personality, so. Or both, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, What about in the younger years? Um, is there any, are there any, there's definitely difference in preferences and the way they play, but they all get together and play and imagine together and like we'll run and play outdoors. But my girls are definitely more organized in their play. Like they like to, you know, set up elaborate, like little kitchen things and, you know, they have struct a lot more structure to their play where I feel like my boys are a lot more just energetic and they run from one thing to the next and they can be organized too for a little bit, but they're a lot more active, I would say. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then are there any differences in terms of what like you guys as the parents like do um, in like the younger years? Or is it more just like you just do like and then they based off of like how they are, mm-hmm. it just sort of changes? Well, definitely. We talked to our boys from a really young age once we had our daughter like that. You're her protector and, you know, you got to look out for her. She's, um, you know, going to need people to look out for her so they had that in their mind from when they were young so you know of course there are always tussles and things like that but for the most part they knew she to be gentle with her and it's been the same with my younger girls with the boys that are above her like look out for your sisters don't ever you know hit girls and so there was a lot of training going on just within that but as far as like their likes you know what they were geared towards. We just kind of saw how that developed and interesting. Yeah, so it, it, it almost comes out naturally. Yeah, for sure. Cool, cool, interesting. Um, and then, would you say that? Uh, would you encourage? Well, because so like the way that I grew up, mm-hmm. my, my I was like inside a lot of the time. Like okay. my parents were very big. Like uh, like uh, like it's not that they were like against kids like like going out and doing mm-hmm. like crazy crazy stuff, but like. The, I, I know of a lot of parents who they prefer like their especially like their young guys to be in, inside and oh. doing stuff inside. So, um, would you say that you've taken a different approach to your kids? Yes, for sure. As soon as, um, well, starting from when they're tiny, we spent most of their time outside, like during mm-hmm. the day, as long as the weather was nice. Um, I think it encourages imagination a lot to like be in nature and everything. And it was the way that my older ones grew up especially um we lived on an acre and there was a creek on there and um you know trees with mm-hmm. acorns they would use to like do stuff they use their imagination a lot and i feel like if you're inside that's not as i mean of course there's blocks and whatever you can use your imagination but i feel like being outside really encouraged them to um use their imagination mm-hmm. and i still encourage that after school's over let's go outside if the weather's nice and yeah. And then how would you balance that or not, maybe not balance is the right word, but how would you sort of do that with like safety? So like, I know a lot of mothers who are very like, Oh, I don't want my kids like going off like outside and they can get hurt. And- oh, okay. Well, 
um, I also spend a lot of time outside. So, and I'm big on like supervision, maybe not like mm-hmm. hovering helicopter supervision, but at least being eyes on my kids and be able, or at least being able to hear them. And they knew the boundaries of the property because okay. we lived in a neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm. but I spend a lot of time just with, with them. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like a, okay guys, you guys can go out and do no, whatever you want. I wasn't like that, <laughs> but it is like a, like a list, like it's important to be outside and to get muddy and to yes. play and to uh-huh. play around be in the sunshine in and, the sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, but mama's always going to be like yeah. watching, like they won't get, I mean, at a certain age, I'm sure, but like, when yes. we're so young, yeah, I want my teenagers and, you know, probably even a little younger than that go on bike rides and whatever. But like with my younger kids, I was always really close by, I mean, to correct behavior and just, you know, things that maybe a little too dangerous. So what would be something that was like a little too dangerous? Like, I mean, my kids, I think we taught them pretty good. Um, Well, I call it common sense, but I see that it's not really common anymore, (laughs) but like little things from when they were tiny and crawling, like, Oh, that's dangerous. You know, be be careful. You could fall off the couch or whatever. And Mm -hmm. with boundaries, letting them explore that a little bit and being there to kind of catch them if they fall. But teaching them what's dangerous as they go. So once they were outside kind of playing on their own, they sort of knew their boundaries. But I mean, if someone was climbing way up in a tree, you know, trying to press their limits, I would, you know, tell them, you know, don't go any higher or something like mm-hmm. that. Interesting. Yeah. So teaching them common sense. So like, like would you say a lot of it is just like being there and being like intentional and yes, like in- for sure. Intentional. Mm-hmm. Like, um, okay, cool. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I also wanted to ask you on, um, like, how how sort of, like, do you enjoy where you're at right now? Like, is this really, like, a, is this sort of what you envisioned? Yes, now. <laughs> We've had some rocks and bumps along the way, and teenagers were hard for me to figure out at first. But, yeah, I'd say I'm really? a how so? place. Well, <clears throat> I guess I had the wrong impression that if you are very intentional about raising your children and spend, you know, all the time with them that I can. Of course, there's time for cleaning and whatever, but we all kind of do that together. So I, I sort of thought that as they grew, like all the work I'd put in in the first like eight or 10 years, like would just kind of blossom on its own. And that's not necessarily true. Um, it You actually have to kind of shift gears at that point and um, do a lot more discipling. It's a lot more spiritual and like mm-hmm. emotional work than I had envisioned. I thought- As they get older. Yes. Mm-hmm interesting mm-hmm. yeah and what do you consider yourself like a close family yes mm-hmm. okay well i was i was at a sister church like at a like an event or, and yeah i'm, I'm, I'm not giving spe- specific names to protect like identity <laughs> right <laughs> but i was at a like a, like a sister church mm-hmm. and i was at an event and there was like a campfire and i was sitting next to a gentleman who has 10 kids okay right and they and they range from um, like one to two up to like 21. Okay. And mm-hmm. so one of the things that he was saying around the campfire was that like he, he was sharing one of the difficulties. He was like, yeah, like, like it's really awesome. Um, but it's just difficult now because half the kids are like, like, you, like they're to a certain age where you do like one type of thing with them. Mm-hmm. And then the other half is like, well, they're younger. You do different things with them. Yes. So how do you sort of, or how has that been for you? And how do you balance like the whole family stuff well we try and do as much as we can like as a whole family like church events the dances and you know like after church activities but there are some things especially with having older boys they want to play sports and do these things so they 
go not even once a week, but, you know, several times a month as a group and play with, you know, sports with their friends or whatever. So they start to branch off on their own somewhat, but we still try and keep the focus like on home life and Mm -hmm. things like that. Then how do you do that? Um, By making sure that we all have dinner together. We okay. have family devotions every night. Okay. And then there's exceptions. Sometimes they may be out okay. and miss that. But for the most part, we try and do that. And on weekends, you know, we live on property, so we have wood cutting days <coughs> and par- property cleanup. And mm-hmm. we try and play family games and, cool. you know, watch a movie together here and there. But so it takes more intentionality. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so you have to intentionally be like, okay, we're, we're going to have dinner together. Right. This time, each night. To, I mean, And we've also tried to keep our children all involved with each other no matter what their age is so the big kids still doing some things with the little kids a little you know and I notice in their attitudes a lot different than other families we've seen where they're for the most part their little siblings aren't annoying to them they've kept a real loving relationship with them and they don't mind teaching them things for the most part so what are what are some like specific recommendations or just stuff that you guys have done that have worked that you would recommend to parents who want to foster the same stuff? Um, well, I would say definitely um, helping teach patience in the older ones with the younger ones as they go. But that's kind of come up naturally, like just, you know, your little brother looks up to you, that kind of thing. Make sure that you're, you know having patience and so it'll be things like you know if one of them gets a bike for their birthday building it together or if they need help with schoolwork, like you know helping out like that and then making sure the little ones also give them their space if they need to have a little time you know the older ones need time on their own go read a book or you know go be with friends their own age for a little bit and having the younger ones understand that sometimes the bigger ones will be doing things without them too Mm mm-hmm so it, it's a lot of like teaching. So you'll like grab them and you'll talk to them. And you'll be like, hey, you should do this. this yeah. Like- and it, I usually try and teach as we move about the day, just mm-hmm. like in a natural situation. But sometimes there's something where I notice that needs to be talked to. So I'll pull them aside okay. individually, you know, talk about something I see needs work or whatever. Okay. So, yeah. So it, it'll be like <clears throat> an overall thing usually. Mm-hmm. And then when there's a specific need, then you'll address yes. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And um, what games do you guys play? Just curious. Um, well, my kid's favorite one recently is a Monopoly game. It's called Cheaters Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so they're loving that. But like as a family, we usually do more like card games like Uno or, you know, mm-hmm. Rummy or something like yeah. that. And what do you say that 10 kids is, has been like a lot? Like it's been like, I don't know, it's a very broad question. But, like, <laughs> it, it, has it been like as much work as you've expected? Um, I think the work Mm -hmm. that has been hard is different things than I imagined it to be like I was talking about like discipling teens and things like that. But the part with younger children, it's a lot of hands-on work, but for me, like that's a joy to me. I love that part of it. So no, I wouldn't say it's more work than I expected, just probably different than I expected. Okay. Yeah. And would would you say that, because I've heard a lot of, parents say that oh like having a lot of kids like that's um like uh how can you spend time with each one of them Mm -hmm. how would you respond to that well that's also another thing like I just kind of try and do along the day when I was a younger mom I thought it had to be like take each one out for like coffee coffee or you know go shopping together or something but that's not really been what it's like it's more like in the moment like when someone has a need or 
you know, even doing schoolwork together, like just having some one-on-one time a little bit every day with each of them, making sure I make eye contact and mm-hmm. um, smile at them. And, or if they come up to me, like stop what I'm doing and mm-hmm. listen or, you know, mm-hmm. like that, that's been more how it is. But it, it does take a lot of time, right? Yes. If um, I know some moms come into it thinking like the kids will just kind of be out of the way doing their own thing. And I'm going to be over here doing my, you know, housewife duties or whatever. Um, if you want your children to turn out in a certain way, if you want to be the one shaping them, your focus really has to be on your family and not like your house and your other activities and all that. It really has to be kid focused or it's just going to kind of go its own way and take on a life of its own that you might not want. (laughs) And how, um, I, I'm, I'm guessing, your kids help out like with chores and yes. Else. So, I'd, what age did you start them up at? So, with I would say probably like five or so, having like an area that they're in charge of. And right now, like Lauren, she's six, and she's like everyone else rotates once a month. They'll change to a different room and do that room, and she stays with her one room for now. And it, a lot of that is because I'm gonna have to take the time to teach her to do each new room, mm-hmm. and so. Um, right now with homeschooling and full swing, I'm going to wait till this summer and have her start rotating in with everyone else where I can teach mm-hmm. her specifically how to clean a toilet and all the things that need like more hands-on help. Cool. Yeah. And then, so, and then I'm guessing that's one of the ways that you're preparing them for like adulthood. What are other yeah, ways that you're intentionally sure. trying to prepare them for? Um, well, one thing is, is all my kids love to cook like boys and girls alike. And I let them start helping out in the kitchen when they're very small. So they could all, do that on their own even well I don't know about my two youngest but all the rest down to like Henry he's 10 can cook full meal and like then they also have to learn to clean up after themselves and all those things so nice mm-hmm. what type of things do you guys cook um well for breakfast usually it's something easy we have like cereal or milk or oatmeal or eggs and so if there's eggs, the kids always want to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then for lunch, we usually make sandwiches or have leftovers. So there's heating stuff up or whatever. And then dinner is usually meat and a vegetable and some kind of starch, <laughs> potato or rice or whatever. So that's like the, the big meal is? Yeah, nice. dinner. Mm-hmm. Dinner. Cool. And then so how did you or talk to me through like your just mental process so you have like one of your younger ones who you want to teach to cook mm-hmm. like how do you go like about it practically so like with lauren right now she'll either pull up a stool to the counter or we'll put her like up on the counter in like the corner where there's she can't fall off and so we'll let her like scoop the ingredients with supervision and mm-hmm. or stir like once everything's in there i don't really let her do too much on the stove because mm-hmm. I want her to get burnt, but um, she does like a lot of the mixing stuff up and putting in ingredients, measuring things cool. like that. So, uh, yeah, so you also take take into consideration. Okay, how old are, are they? Yeah. Like how, like what will be helpful for them? But that's yeah. yeah, that's really cool because like I'm I'm sure like if you if you were cooking like you could cook it much faster. than Yes. <laughs> but you're t- intentionally it seems like you're intentionally taking time to. Mm-hmm. All right, I know this is gonna take longer, but I know that it'll eventually be good in the end yeah and that's pretty much how i do life with my kids like teaching them chores like yeah i could sweep the floor in like no time flat and it's gonna take them 20 minutes and then i'm gonna have to examine it and if it's not right tell them to do it again and yeah. it could take like an hour you know mm-hmm. but um in the end it pays off because everyone mm-hmm. you know besides lauren can take care of a whole room like from top yeah. to bottom and clean it and i double check 
you know, make sure it's done well mm-hmm. sometimes, but yeah. And they're not like, it was worth the time and teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Just cool. Because like in my circles or like mm-hmm. at least where I grew up, uh, a lot of people like don't know how to sweep the floors and they're like 20 years old. Right. Or do laundry or, or do laundry. Yeah. I had a girlfriend who moved out and her mom did everything, even folded all her clothes, put them in the drawers, did her dishes, did everything. She didn't know how to do dishes, so she let them pile up in her sink. And after a week, threw them all in the trash. And they were like glass dishes and stuff because she just wow. didn't know how to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, because my, my parents took that approach, too, for the most part. Like, I did not grow up doing chores at all. Oh, okay. And, like, now I'm, like, learning it myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, now it's when I'm learning it. Mm-hmm. And, okay, don't tell anyone. I mean, I know it's, it's like, <laughs> don't tell anyone. But... I used an oven for the first time a few months ago. Okay. How'd that go? <laughs> yeah, it went fine. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not like, it's, yeah, I'm, hopefully I'm old enough to yeah, <laughs> follow directions. <laughs> and <laughs> but yeah, just, I mean, because my, my parents' reason for it was, well, like I understand the reason for it because they came from Cuba mm-hmm. when they were 20, they worked like their butts off. Right. Coming here. So a lot, like a lot of the things that they were telling me, it's like, well, I don't want you to like have to do all the to go through all the hard work that okay. we went through, right? I see where that comes. Which 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 makes sense. So we we had like someone cleaning the house, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm guessing like the idea for them was well, if we can uh, make our kids like study really hard and yeah. go to a good school, and get ahead, uh-huh. then they'll get like a lot of money, and then they can pay someone to do that for them. Okay, yeah. that's that's sort of the idea. I see where but, from. <laughs> um, but yeah, like in my personal perspective, I think that uh, even though it would have been more work. It's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Just having the good life skills. Yeah. And because, and then also like, if you don't teach like their kids to do it, how are they going to teach my, how am I going to teach my kids to do it? You know, it just. And you don't know what their station's going to be in life. And there may be a time when they can't afford a maid or a cook or something and they need to take care of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I think what you guys are doing is is really cool. Yeah. And it's also really rare because I don't, I, I don't know many people personally I mean, I, I, I go to like, uh, I'd wash you like the average income is like over $300,000 yeah, a, so. a year. Yeah. So I, I really don't know many people who know how to like cook or do chores. Yeah. People in college eat like pop tarts <laughs> or they eat out <laughs> and they're waiting for their big break. They can just pay someone else to make to their do food. It for them. Yeah. So. Yeah. But so I think that the work that you're doing is really good and really. <laughs> Thanks. Like, yeah. Which I'm not sure if that means much, but... Oh, no, it yeah. does. It's good to get an outside perspective because I live in my own, you know, little bubble for the most part. <laughs> yeah. So for... Do you... So for someone who's, like, in the in between, between wanting to, like, be, like, a, like have a bunch of kids and, mm-hmm. um, like, uh, be, like, a housewife and someone who is more like, oh, well, I don't know, maybe I want to spend more time in my career and just have, like, mm-hmm. a couple, what um, what would you say to them? when they're making that choice well it depends on if i'm talking to a christian person okay <laughs> yeah someone who wants to um do everything to the glory of god mm-hmm. that would be a different conversation than okay. just a girl who you know is just living for herself mm-hmm. so which one should i be <laughs> speaking to both okay so the girl who's just living for herself and just you know having children to you know do the thing everyone does i would just say from my own experience practical wise um all the moms I know that try to work full-time and raise a family always feel like they're not measuring up anywhere. Like they're Mm -hmm. stretched very thin because they can't give their all to any one thing. So it might be wise to decide like, 
do you want someone else raising your kids and still have them or maybe just don't have children and go about your career kind of thing. But if it's, um, if I'm talking to a Christian young lady who's thinking about this, I would say, um, I wouldn't recommend working and having children. I would say that your highest calling really is to pour into your family and that, um, you should be singularly focused on being a wife and a mother and, um, but yeah, that's what I would recommend. Cool. It's hard work and it takes all of you. And yeah. Yeah. It it really frustrates me when, um, people talk bad about like, uh, Oh, you want to be a stay at home mom? Like you're wasting your life. It just makes me want to rip my hair. Yeah. My head because it's such a difficult job and it's so like val it's so valuable. Yeah. That's interesting to me that you as a young man, like, have seen that like is it something you think is just innate in you or is it something you've seen by observing what that the value of like um a stay-at-home mom and what she does with well so i did not grow up like when i was growing up i did not know like many stay-at-home moms Mm -hmm. right um i did not even know that it was like something that people like still did okay really Mm -hmm. so um it wasn't until i came to heritage of grace where i saw it more where people are like because I've I've seen like mothers who like they'll have a kid and they'll take like a year or two off of work mm-hmm. and then they'll go back, but just seeing just how strong and how like close, and how beautiful like these families are where like oh. um where like the mom is very intentional about raising up her kids mm-hmm. in the household and the dad too like he's providing and also, uh shep like leading the family well like it's, just, it's I, th- I think it's a lot more beautiful than what I've grown up seeing. Okay. Yeah, it's good of you to be so observant too, because some people will still see that and think, "Oh, that's so easy" or whatever, yeah. without like realizing what goes on behind the yeah. scenes. So I, I would say it's even more difficult, like to have yeah. like a good, strong, <laughs> close family, because at, in my perspective, it's easier to just like work at like uh, to get a marketing degree, at, like a university, yeah. and then to just like be by yourself and just like yeah, I could see that. Get a job. <laughs> than to actually have to because i mean I'm, I'm sure you know this much more than i do but children are like difficult i mean in a good way like right like it takes intentionality it, it takes time yeah. it takes mm-hmm. and people are sinful from like what right. i've noticed so that yeah makes it difficult <laughs> too yeah um and you said that four of your kids are out of the home right right so how has that been for you um well, so there was like a lot of life change going on at the same time as my first ones were leaving. So the the first two, um, so my husband had just passed away and my two oldest were already engaged and planning to get married. And um, one of them wanted to get married even sooner and just like start their life. And I, I understood I was fine with that. And um, the other one was like, maybe I should put this off and just stay with you. And I also said, no, do you go, you know, your dad would want you to carry on with your life. Just come still be part of our life, but you know, don't put your life on hold for me. So the first two going, I was still like grieving and I didn't like, I really didn't, um, focus in on the, the separation from having them go. Um, but then when my, my next two went was also a change of life. I had met Louie and we were getting ready to get married and my daughter got married the month after Louie and I got married. And so we were planning (laughs) two weddings together and, um, but having her leave, I think, was the hardest. And then having to, then we also moved out of state, and I left um, one of my sons who was not yet married, but was also going to be engaged to get married. I had to leave him behind. So that I think those two w- were the hardest on me leaving. Yeah. yeah. 
So before I ask further questions, I'm just curious, what's like the average age of your kids getting married? Um, two of them got married at 20 and two got married at 18. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that gr- that like raising up your, your kids is anything specifically that you did that made them or just anything like the culture that made them want to get married sooner? Um, well, I think the most important thing is having a good solid marriage of your own yeah. where it looks like joy and it mm-hmm. looks like um, something they want. Because if um, it could be the other way where it looks like drudgery and they want something completely different. Mm-hmm. But um, so my first husband and I, like, although we weren't like super intentional about it, we did have a good marriage and we loved being parents. We loved being together. And so I think they just picked up on that. And naturally they were from when they were teenagers were like already kind of thinking about marriage, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that's that's sort of what I see in more like Christian yeah in more christian circles too mm-hmm. which maybe it's also because like we we, we place like christians place a higher view on marriage and on, i think so and, and that's chastity. where real life is instead of out in the world yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so because i i know a lot of people who well i mean just the average age of marriage keeps on going up right so mm-hmm. like even at washu like there's people who are like graduating and they're not even thinking about marriage yet they're, oh. they're yeah I, I personally know christians who are like like who they're like twenty one and they haven't even thought about it. They're like, man, I, I cannot even imagine imagine it. Yeah. Wow. So there's yeah there's different. different. <laughs> there's definitely different cultures and different like um, viewpoints and mm-hmm. different. But um, but yeah, that's so how and I'm guessing that did any of your kids go to college? Um, one of my sons went for a year, but he was going for a specific certificate program okay. to become a diesel mechanic. Okay. So mm-hmm. he's the only one that's been like in a school like type setting. Okay. And so none, none of your kids, none of your other kids have done like trade school? Um, no, not yet. Um, Dustin, who's graduating this year, wants to go to the fire academy, which okay. is not really a trade school, but like, you know. But it is some formal yeah, school. Yeah, but um, Morgan, my oldest... He had um, started, as soon as he graduated, apprenticing with a, um, a guy who did decorative concrete. Mm-hmm. So he learned under him and um, was kind of thinking of maybe starting his own thing. But he ended up going to work for the city where they live, and he does concrete work for them. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't love it because it's just like curb and gutter and sidewalks and whatnot. But um, he makes good money and has good benefits for his family. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And doesn't necessarily plan to stay there forever. And then Parker, my fourth... Um, He's done various jobs since he, before he graduated even, was working. And um, now he just got an apprenticeship with a um, construction guy who builds, you know, homes and office buildings. So he, he likes that. Have a lot of your kids, um, have a lot of your kids that have graduated uh, work before they graduated high school? Um, Yes, I would say all of them except for my oldest. Like he did, he would work with his dad a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, he mostly waited to like jump into working mm-hmm. until after he graduated. Is that something that you've encouraged? Um, in the right setting, yes. Mm-hmm. If like, well, my kids now can work with Louis, so that's awesome. It's like in a in an environment where, um, you know, I know that they're in a good place where, you know, there's not a lot going on that we wouldn't agree with. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, that's true because I mean I, I'm I'm sure like in these more construction and I mean, it's a term like red red collar I don't know the term blue collar blue collar yeah, yeah. And like more blue blue collar or like like yeah like more like outside mm-hmm. you like we're working with one's hands jobs. right mm-hmm. those are something you don't need like you know a lot of education for yeah you can like pick up well 
like I, I would imagine that those jobs haven't like gotten as like wokeified. Yeah, no, I don't think mm. so. so. But yeah, so I would imagine that it wouldn't be as bad. Um, right. To send one's kids one's kids off at a certain yeah, age. and it's still like who are they working for? Is a okay. Christian person who's gonna, um, you know, be kind of leading them in the right way, yeah. or is it someone who's gonna okay. be doing sinful things that might encourage yeah. the kids who are still young and tender? Okay, you know. So. So even yeah, so even like ne- not necessarily like the wokeness is not like what you're thinking of immediately. It's more like character. Yes, of character. Who working for. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and then. So going going back to the this was a little bit of a tangent <laughs> going, <laughs> going going back to what you were saying earlier about um, like having them like leave like how involved have your kids been um, after they leave the house? Um, so with my oldest two, it was like I said, a strange time of life. They kind of went and which I don't necessarily see as bad, but I could have used like a little bit more emotional support, but they both like kind of just, you know, cleaved to their wives and like spent like a year kind of getting to know each other. And it's, it's good. But for me, the timing was hard because I just lost my husband, Mm -hmm. but, um, I think it's good. It's been good for them to kind of, they go out and then kind of have a little separation and get to know their spouse. And then they come back around and we're all like still super close even my married kids. Cool. And then, so I'm guessing like, do you guys visit them or do they visit you and how often? Um, both we definitely like so my ones who still I still have two boys in California and um so we go out there and see them about every three months cool and then they try and come here once or twice a year cool so that's like fairly it's fairly often yeah Mm. like a lot more often than I personally like have seen with a lot of (laughs) a lot of different people so that's that's cool and do you guys like talk a lot through the phone is more just seeing them um, no, we do talk on the phone and text each other and stuff. Yeah, it's more difficult though because they live so far away from you guys. Right? Yeah, yeah, it is. If not, would do you think that they, like they would come over to your house? Yeah, we'd probably be together. Mm-hmm. You know, probably have family meal like once a week and stuff like cool. that. We do that with Lily, who mm-hmm. you know lives right next door. So okay, so you have. Uh, I know they live here. Wait, so your daughter and her husband came here? Yes, they oh, moved cool. here from Arizona. from Arizona. So from California, when my daughter got married. Her husband lived in Arizona, so they lived there for a year. And then I moved here in the meantime, and so then they came here cool. after a year. Mm-hmm. And then you have two sons who still live in California. California. Mm-hmm. So where's the last one? You said you have so I have one in Tennessee as well, one in Tennessee. which we don't get to see him as often. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we try. <laughs> you try. Yeah, that's... When you go to California, do you see both your, your sons there? Yes. When you mm-hmm. go? Okay. All right, cool. And it, yeah, it's cool to see you guys still have a good relationship, though. Do you like miss California? Um, I miss like our property, like in our home and where I raised my kids. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't necessarily say I miss the area because it changed a lot while we were there. We moved there in 1997 and it was a very like conservative, small town place. It's up near Yosemite National Park. Um, but over time, especially with like COVID and like people working from home, they all moved in and from the Bay area, mm. setting up in this beautiful area to work. But then it changed like the whole like dynamics of the area. It grew in population and in um, different politics and mm-hmm. not so small town, you know, Feel and friendly. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. I don't really miss the area. Mm-mm. Well, yeah, I'm sure it must've been like beautiful living there. Right? Yes, it is a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. It's just over time though, something that happened while we were there for 25 years, um, the weather changed as well, which was interesting. Like really? it's gotten a lot more dry. So the green, it used to be super green, like 
at least six months out of the year. And now you get the green for like two or three months. So it's really dry there and um, kind of brown, which I don't really love as much as mm-hmm. the green. So did you guys like do like, like what were some fun like family activities that you did there? Um, so we did when we had just our first four, we used to go four wheeling off roading a lot. We had a, um, Toyota four runner and we'd camp a lot with the kids. But then as our family grew, we couldn't all fit in the vehicle. Yeah. So, um, and also life changed a little bit with starting to go to church and having a church life. Then we would do camping trips with our church and cool. things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what church did you go to? Like, what type of church did you go to there? Um, so the first church, when we um, first started going to church, was it just a non-denominational little, like, community Bible church. And um, then we switched just for circumstances' sake, because our pastor had left. We went to another small church, and it happened to be a Baptist church. Mm-hmm. We didn't know anything about doctrine, anything. Um, we just liked the people and the teaching, and um, so... Uh, we went there for a while. Well, that church closed down. And um, we knew of this church where there was a lot of homeschooling families. And our oldest was a teenage. He was 13. And we thought, well, he needs like more of a social life. So <laughs> we decided to try out this little like homeschool church. Happened to be a reformed church. We didn't know anything about reformed. Mm-hmm. And um, so went there and started learning so much just through singing hymns and like um, just the way they taught expositorily through mm-hmm. the Bible, like whole books of the Bible, like taught like. They wouldn't care. Romans took us like two years to go through <laughs> or there. And um, so just, yeah, ended up, that was a Reformed church. And then when we moved here, of course, we go to Heritage of Grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when you moved here, did you know that Heritage of Grace was a Reformed church? Yes. Yeah. After um, we, even going to our church there, we went there for probably, mm, I don't know, seven years or so before we even knew anything about theology. Um and so we started to learn that not all churches taught like Calvinism and things. And mm-hmm. so by the time that church also ended up closing down right before I moved, but by the time we had lived life with them, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have wanted to go to a different kind of church. Because we'd gone here and there when we were out of town or visiting people and it just seems so shallow compared mm-hmm. to what we were coming from. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say that um, having like b- before and after, like being in those two different environments that your family life has changed at all, like before going to like a, a more reformed church and before? Um, no, I don't think, I think like the setup of that little homeschool reformed church we went to was a perfect fit for our family, the way we already raised our kids, okay. just, um, like family life wise, mm-hmm. it just became much more rich because of, um, you know, getting to know the Lord and like, and realizing, you know, what, how he had looked out for us all those years and that we had raised our children in a way that was, you know, we still would have done even going to church, you know, just mm-hmm. that the Lord became the focus of our cool. teaching and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how do you like St. Louis? Um, I haven't ventured out much, honestly. Like I've been here three years and I still really only know like Waterloo and yeah. I've gone into St. Louis and um, we were doing CC for a while over in Arnold, but the only places like we've really ventured out to is like hiking around here yeah. and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I do like this area. I miss the mountains. That's mm-hmm. probably the main thing I miss and being near enough to go to the ocean when we want to. But other than that, I really do like this area. Cool. Yeah. And it sounded like from the con- so from like little things that you said, so you, you said that you, or before this podcast, you said that you have like a day night every week with Louie. Yes. And then earlier you said that like with your, 
uh, with your uh, first husband mm-hmm. that you guys, it wasn't as structured, like right. your like, time together. Yeah. So do you want to, can you talk more about how, how different, like the time that you've spent with your husband is? Okay. So in our first one, my first husband and I were together from high school. We were 15 and 16 when we met. And um, so we kind of grew up together, if that makes sense, um, and had a, like a comfortable relationship where we knew each other well, um, but not having like our first focus on the Lord, I would say there was a depth to our relationship that we never really got to. Mm-hmm. Even as we got to know the Lord later, we'd already kind of had the way we did things. And so we're less intentional about spending time together in the Lord, like, mm-hmm. you know. That, that came a little bit like towards the end, but like right before he died, we start, he, he would leave me Bible verses in the morning. And so we kind of were getting more along those lines, but we didn't really do date nights too much because we had a lot of young kids too. Like yeah. we didn't have people that could watch them that yeah. we trusted or knew well, but as our older ones got, you know, to be about like 16 or so, they were like, you guys should go out. So we did start to date a little bit because mm-hmm. our older ones were capable to watch the kids for a few hours. So that's something that's different with Louie and I. Like, it started out more like focused on us, mm-hmm. and then became more family oriented. If that makes sense. That and makes so sense. Mm-hmm. As we were becoming more family oriented, though, we didn't want to lose like the connection between us. So that's why we've had like you know more intentional date nights, like once a week kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And so, have you? What type of things do you guys usually do for date nights? Well, recently we've been learning how to dance. So, oh, nice. Yeah, we've learned club swing. And so we would go to our lesson and then we'd go to dinner. Mm-hmm. And then now that we know dancing a little more, then we'll also go out somewhere after to practice cool. our dancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from my understanding of like date nights within the <laughs> Christian community, it's like a very controversial topic. Oh, really? So some families are like, or some, yeah, some people are like, we don't like agree with date nights. We don't think that they're like good for the family. Like they do something else. Oh. And then I and then I've heard of people who are like, yeah, like it should be intentional. Like you should uh. have some sometime every week where you like just talk to your right. spouse. So <laughs> that's interesting. So, I wonder what could be controversial yeah. about because, in my opinion, like having a strong marriage mm-hmm. is the core of the family. Yeah. And so if things like, and especially in a large family, mm-hmm. if you don't make time, you're not going to have time. You'll all both just fall into bed okay. at night and be exhausted okay. and. Yeah. yeah, and it's not the best time to try and connect. And mm-hmm. so we did, before we started our date night, we tried to, when Louie would get home from work, we'd go sit outside and like just talk for 15, 20 minutes before we'd, you know, start with dinner and everything. Mm-hmm. But that, we always felt like it was stunted, like we had to hurry up and go get dinner. And, or if we took too long, then dinner was late Dress. and bedtime. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, we've just been doing this date night thing for, I'd say, six or eight months or so. And okay. I would say it's strengthened our marriage for sure. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, I, I think part of the controversy is just, like, it's not necessarily, like, don't spend any time with, with your spouse. I think it's more of, a like, the manner in which it happens. Oh. So I'm not actually that um, well-versed in, like, both sides <laughs> of the argument. I've never heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so... But it sounds like you like you guys have benefited a lot from right like have just mm-hmm. you know because yeah most of our identity is we are parents mm-hmm. like that's what yeah. we're doing right now, but we're also still husband and wife mm-hmm. and if you can't like have that part of it the rest of it starts to break down yeah, yeah. And we need to be strong together mm-hmm. and if we're both kind of going our own ways I don't know I don't I don't think that's a good idea yeah cool yeah um, 
Louis became a Christian like when you guys got married, he was yeah, he hadn't been a Christian for like the longest, if I remember correctly. No. His was I mean, he was raised first they were Catholic when he was little mm-hmm. and then his parents um start going to a Christian church. So they all kinda went, but by then he was a teenager mm-hmm. and um some other stuff happened and um kind of pulled him away from the Lord and mm-hmm. so he went his own way and um was kind of estranged from the family for a bit and just like living his life for himself (laughs) Mm -hmm. for a long time and then um in 2016 which is coincidentally the year my husband died his brother and oh no that was 2014 his brother and him were working on a car that fell on them and his brother died Mm -hmm. and so he said his first response was just cry out to the lord and so he did and so his journey kind of started there still with like Mm -hmm. bumps and starts and trying to find the right fit for a church and be a um he had already had his children and trying to be a part-time dad and all these things. So uh, Megan had talked him into coming to Heritage of Grace. So he went once and was like, I do not understand anything they're talking about. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so he left for a little bit <laughs> and went to the to a Lutheran church, mm-hmm. which he loved like the structure and all the mm-hmm. things, and then um, decided to try Heritage of Grace again. And that was right before I met him. So that was like in... I want to say got baptized like that summer before I met him. Started mm-hmm. going to Heritage of Grace in August, and then we met in December. So how? Yeah, that's a cool. Like praise God for what He's done through. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's amazing through all those situations. But yeah, my my question is for you. How how was it um, like getting to know and like even eventually marrying someone who like was a little bit younger to the faith? Um, definitely a challenge, and you know when you first meet. We had, we lined up so much in all the same, um, like doctrine and of mm-hmm. course and everything. And, um, we did this thing by John Piper. It was like 50 things to ask before you consider marriage or something. We lined up all those. And so we had all the same, like on paper, everything was just like the same. And then on, you know, side notes, all the same interests as far as hobbies and everything. So we met in December online, met in person in January Got engaged in February. Oh, wow. That was really fast. <laughs> and we're married in July. So all that to say is like there were struggles like in mm. the beginning oh, because yeah. you can know all you can know on paper, even knowing the Bible like in your mind, but to having not lived it out as a mm-hmm. Christian presents challenges. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, about a year, I don't know if we even waited a year into our marriage, then we went for counseling at church and just to try and help like practically apply the gospel (laughs) to like our new marriage and I wrongfully thought well I've been married for you know 20 years already like I got marriage I can do this Mm. no don't (laughs) ever like (laughs) think things like that because the Lord will knock the rug out from under you but yeah so then it's like well this is a whole new man obviously a new like everything's different so Mm. yeah I had to learn how to be a wife to this man and yeah, and he had to learn to be a husband, period, and a father. And it, like, he yeah. was never even a full time dad before. So yeah. there was a lot of, we threw ourselves into a crazy situation. But yeah, but I'm, I'm sure you don't regret it at all. No, definitely not. And um, after just going and getting brief help from mm-hmm. Pastor Jeff and like him speaking truth and showing, this is how you apply this to this. And like just getting that practical yeah. help, then like things just like took off and like, Cool. meshed and yeah things yeah, yeah. Praise, praise god and i'm sure it was also very sanctifying right <laughs> yes <laughs> and I, I think it will always be <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool yeah that's a really cool story um and i'm just curious how so your marriage is really fast how fast were your son's marriages um so 
my oldest, they were together for like a year before they okay. got married. They were engaged probably the last couple months of that. And my second one, he was still in high school when they met. So I would say theirs was near a year too by the time they got married okay. just because the place in life he wasn't working yet and mm-hmm. he had to yeah, that makes you know, sense. be able to be a provider. Um, and my daughter's story was different. The, my son-in-law is someone we've known since he was a little boy. Okay. And um, they kind of, you know, weren't friends or anything, but like we were in the same circles. And then they moved away to Arizona when I think the, they were like eight or nine years old. So mm-hmm. we still kept in touch as families and there was no like interest on my daughter's part at all. But I guess Tommy, my son-in-law, has always loved Lily. And um, t- told his siblings like he's going to marry her and all this stuff, which never like made it known to us at all. So my daughter was actually in another courtship and it did not go well. And so after, and Tommy was preparing to go into the military because he just thought Lily was getting married and mm. there was no hope there. When he found out that, he canceled those plans. <laughs> and he waited like four or five months and then he contacted me because um, he just wanted to be respectful that yeah. she you know, had just gone through this thing. And so then um, he told me and I was like, I don't know. I don't really know how she's going to feel about this, but I'll let her know. So I told her and she's like, yeah. And so they started talking. It was long distance for a while because he was in Arizona. We we're in California. So he started coming to visit us. And then I think a few times she went there with one of my sons, like as a chaperone. And um, so their whole thing was probably like a year and a half because it was distance. And then my fourth son, um, theirs was probably also approximately a year. But okay. they were also in high school at the end. And okay. he had to find a job and all those things. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that... Yeah, that that seems like a typical yeah. And so, have you guys always done courtship? Yeah, we never like named it anything, but like we just wanted supervision. You know, mm-hmm. I felt like <laughs> we had just been there as like teenagers, and I remember exactly what it was like. And it's hard enough when you have the Lord there to help you, but we just felt like um, it wouldn't be wise to just have two young kids, hormonal and all that, to be off together by themselves. First of all, because we wanted them to be intentional about who they were seeking to marry. And when you get all that other stuff involved, you kind of get clouded and you can't see clearly. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted them to like slowly get to know each other to where to see if they thought they were compatible before they introduced like the whole romantic part of it. Yeah. Which is easier said than done. It didn't always work out like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So and then also just for purity protection. Like, yeah. So how like how did the process usually go? Well, that's something that was different for me. Like I thought before we entered into that phase, I thought it would all look the same. Like you just have rules and everyone does the same thing. But no, because you have another family involved who has a whole different idea of how it's going to go. So there was different different um, scenarios for each one. I'd say the easiest one was my daughter's. First of all, for being long distance, they couldn't be together a whole lot in person. So they got to know each other really well just on the phone and writing to each other and stuff. And her family was pretty like-minded with ours. His okay. family was like-minded with ours, so they weren't, you know, problems with having them alone together or whatever. They're, they were supervised while she was there, and we supervised while he was there kind of thing. Mm. But my <clears throat> my oldest, they were a little older, so being 20. Yeah, a lot. A lot. Yeah, I so was really old. And, just, just, like, it wasn't like your kid, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, you still are a child living in our home, but he wasn't a child, you know? Yeah. So it's like, we still want the same rules, but with a little more like adult thinking, like mm-hmm. it wasn't like a kid who I feel like, you know, not that age matters, but he was more mature just cause he was yeah. the oldest in the family. And, 
but even so, you know, so her family was like-minded and not having them alone together as well. So he would go there a lot, a lot more than we would have her to our house. But, um, yeah, there's went pretty smoothly like that, just back and forth visiting in our homes. And Mm -hmm. if they wanted to go out, like siblings would go with, they'd go, you know, on a date or whatever Mm -hmm. for some of her siblings, some of Morgan's Mm -hmm. siblings. So, and then, but with my second one, we had a, a difficulty, um, the family went to our church and we had said we were like-minded and we agreed on, you know, how it was going to go. But as time went on, they were really wanted their, her to, to get married quick. And I felt like they wanted to like secure my son for her. And so they really pushed like more of a physical, like, like hold hands. Like, Interesting. yeah. And so I felt like they were trying to go too fast, like for, for comfortable with. And, and it did mess up our relationship with our son because he's like, well, they're fine with it. I don't see why you're not fine with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, yeah, we, we had a strained relationship there for a while. But I, I would say with my, with my fourth, who just got married more recently, they've been married two years now, but um, that was a different circumstance because I was dating Louie and um, my son wasn't always, like we didn't, we didn't have a close relationship. So I felt like we didn't have good communication. And, and her family was pretty good about supervising, but they were not... They didn't go to the same church as us, and she wasn't raised the same way. And so they were fine with dates and whatnot. So my son would go over there, and then they'd go out, and he wouldn't tell us. So, yeah, we found all that out afterwards. So that's why I feel like now, like on this side of things, like being intentional about your parenting, no matter what's going on in your own life, you still have to just not let your hands off the wheel. Mm -hmm. I I feel like I did that a little bit. Even when they're like... Yeah, like older. Yeah, I mean, they still need you. They're still not mm-hmm. out on their own yet. And if we've done it all up to this point, raising them a certain way, now is not the time to change when they're, you know, under pressure. And so, yeah. What What were things that were constant in, like, all the times that you guys did, like, courtship? Um, I would definitely say getting to know the, the other, you know, the potential spouse or whatever, um, and being able to you know, speak a little bit into my kids' life. Some of them were willing to listen and other ones not so much, but mm-hmm. that was what we tried to do is get to know the other person, like have them over for dinner and mm-hmm. things like that. Like as a family? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then, so that was like a constant. And then so I'm, I'm guessing, so I, I grew up in a very different culture than, <laughs> than you guys. And even my church culture didn't like even do courtship. So okay, it's um like, and I, so, well, um, I'm going to be very brief, but like I grew up in like a very secular mm-hmm. environment until I was saved, like when I was like 13 or 14. Okay. And then like a year after that, I started going to um, like a church, like a non-denominational church. Mm-hmm. And so they were like a lot better, like they're a Christian, right? But they, right. they, they're not, they weren't as like courtship and family or- oriented yeah. mm-hmm. um, as we are, as like this general culture is. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that to say, um, when I was growing up, there would be a lot of dates and there would be a lot of, um, like among the Christian group, like there would, there would be dates and there would, there would be like, uh, well, I I was going to ask a question, but I'm not, I'm not going to ask a question. I'm just telling my story. But yeah, so it's, it's very different. I actually, uh, I just learned about the whole courtship thing like a year ago. (laughs) So, but I I do think it's a lot better. I think it's really cool to get to know the family. Yeah. It's very family oriented what would you say like for uh for someone who is um 
like for a parent who's thinking about different ways of doing like mm-hmm. of fac- facilitating like their, their their child's courtship or whether oh just let them go out and dating and i trust that i've equipped them like i because yeah. i know people who i know parents who are like oh well i know that i've intentionally raised my child this way mm-hmm. um and so like now that they're like out of i mean i'm sure it's different when they're in the house or out of the house but right now that they're like out of the house like i'm, I'm gonna trust them to do their own thing or to like I, i'm gonna trust that i raise them right so that they'll do it right. the right way and then i've seen like parents who are more intentional about well i want to get to know them i want to like mm-hmm. facilitate the process like what would you recommend to a parent who's sort of thinking out like the specifics of how they want to go about um, facilitating it for their kids well i think it depends on like your individual child as well like knowing them well um and i haven't had a lot of girls like i've yeah. just had the one so for me i'm i'm looking at it from the parents of the, the son and i feel like there's a lot of pressure to be the one to help, um, like, uh, you know, making sure my, my son is prepared, but also to make sure there's protection for her. Like if the parents aren't that way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if I've heard like with a lot of daughters, like the parents will like vet the boy before, like there's even like an introduction to yeah. the girl for me, like the relationships have happened so organically. That's not even, that wasn't possible for us. Like my boy met someone and they liked each other. And so it's like more like helping them work through, I guess, a supervised dating experience. Interesting. Okay. So I don't know what it'll be like with my little girls, like, mm-hmm. because Tommy did come to me and ask me like, you know, is, do you think this is okay? And I had to think about my daughter's like, emotional state because she had just come out of a relationship and she had just lost her dad a few years before that so i felt like i was protective of her more but mm-hmm. i don't know how it'll be with my younger girls interesting okay yeah because i also know different parents who like are very like i gotta vet them yeah and the lady won't know until after i vet them yeah and then it'll be like okay you guys can get to, mm-hmm. to know each other which and then tommy i already knew him like because yeah. he grew up you know, in our family circles. And so it wasn't like some unknown mm-hmm. man just coming. And I think I would have been maybe a little different if it was someone I didn't know. Okay. Okay. So you would, you would just really say like, it really depends on the situation yeah. mm-hmm. and maybe like to a certain extent, if you didn't know who it was, yeah, just you, you would bet them a little, a little bit, bit or you would mm-hmm. try to get to know. Yeah, I think so. Who is this person? Maybe not. Some people go to great extents in this and I don't know that I would do that, mm-hmm. but just as far as, yeah, making sure I knew the character a little bit and mm-hmm. yeah. And then how was it, like, was your previous husband, like, big into, like, uh, like was he the one mainly doing a lot of the stuff, or how did you and your husband com- communicate about that type of stuff? Um, we just kind of worked together. He wasn't, um, like, he, I had said, you know, previously, he just had come into, like, his role as being, like, our, I mean, he was always our leader, but it was more in, like, keeping us safe, like, mm-hmm. providing for us, all those things. But, like, as far as the spiritual leader, he was just coming into that role when he passed away. And so um, we just both kind of worked side by side, about, like, the, if you're talking about the courtship. Yeah. Thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then do you anticipate it'll be, like, pretty similar with you and Louis? Like, you guys just work together? I think that, so. When that is... Uh, when that's yeah, just because we're in different places with parenting because he's new to parenting and so... Um, he definitely has insight being a man and like things that I don't have, which I appreciate, but then I have many more years experience. And yeah, so yeah, just kind of work together. And what would you do differently? Um, if you, let's say that you were like going like that you were back right before, uh, the, your first son went through the process. Um, Is there anything that you would do differently or any advice that you would give to parents who are about to go into that 
Uh, I don't know. I think maybe just being a little more intentional instead of like being so hands off, like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I mean, they all turn, it all turned out so well and the Lord's hand was in all of it. I don't know that I would do it differently. Okay. But you would definitely say that prayer is. Yes, definitely. It's key. Uh Uh-huh. In like every, yeah, everything, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, And uh, transitioning a little, or actually before I go into that, for any like young men who want to get into like a, who are thinking of pursuing a lady in a relationship, Mm. what advice would you give them? And then what advice would you give to a young lady who is, who just like receives notification? (laughs) Okay. Let's see. Um. I think for the guy, I would definitely say to be uh, understanding of the parents' wishes and whatever, and keeping in sight that, say, you are to be, you know, granted this ability to get to know her and everything, but this is just a short time. Mm-hmm. It seems long when you just want to be married, but pretty soon it will just be you and her. And if you just go through the process with the family and have grace that knowing they're giving one of their kids away, it's kind of hard on the parents to transition that way. And they are for the most part, I would say doing what they think is best. Mm -hmm. So I know it's hard uh, for my sons, like sometimes they didn't understand the rules or whatever. (laughs) and They wanted to just do their own thing, but the time is so short, honestly, like compared to the rest of your life together that you can get through following strange rules and doing funny, like, you know, (laughs) things to have to get to see them and whatever. But, um, just to be patient, I think. And then for a lady who is like, oh, like their parents just told them and mm-hmm. whatever. And like now they have like a choice. Yeah. Um, definitely prayer, like you said, to know because that's hard. Like to know just because someone comes around, does that mean the, that it's who they're supposed to marry? Mm-hmm. You know, may or may not be. Um, so definitely not trying to get romantically involved in their mind. Like mm-hmm thinking, oh, I can't wait to be married and all the things girls kind of go down the path with just to be able to keep yourself removed from that a little bit to see clearly, is this someone I can follow? Because it does get difficult sometimes. You might not always agree, but as the head of the family, you still have to follow them Mm -hmm. if if it comes down to it and they think they're going in the right direction. So can you follow that person? Would it be someone that you could see yourself following? And then to get to know their vision, what does this man want for his life? Is that something you will want to be following him along with? Or is it, you know, somewhere you're not wanting to go at all? Mm-hmm. For a lady who, um, for a lady who's getting to know someone mm-hmm. and let's, let's say that the person tells them that they don't want to have kids or that, they, that, or that they don't want to have many kids. Is that like a red flag? I would say so. Because first of all, you never should go into a relationship thinking you can change the other person mm-hmm. because that's not our job. I mean, mm-hmm. Yes, we sharpen each other. And, mm-hmm. But if any changing is to be done, it's going to be through the Holy Spirit. Like, we are not that, mm-hmm. our husbands. And so if your dream is to have a big family, then I would say, yeah, that wouldn't be it. And also, just that mindset, why is he opposed to children? Mm-hmm. That tells something about a person. And then what if, it, what if it's the other way around? What if the guy wants to have all the kids and the lady doesn't want to have any? Yeah, I would say that probably wouldn't. stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't go there unless it wasn't a big deal to you because it does like i'm saying it says something about someone why don't they want children Mm -hmm. is it because they're self-centered are they fearful like there could be many reasons but i for me i think it would be a red flag i appreciate it um and then transitioning a little bit um 
uh, 20 years from now, um, h- how do you want your life to be like 20 years from now? Well, hopefully, you know, still living to serve the Lord in some way. I've always, my whole life's been serving my family. So I, but it's been for the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. even though I didn't realize it at first. Um, definitely still living in service to the Lord, but I would hope it would be with my family so involved, like being helpful to my kids mm-hmm. and being a grandmother to my grandkids. Like in some way, I'd hope that'd be a huge part of my life. Cool. Um, w- do you think your life will change considerably when um, when all your kids are out of the house? And Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And hopefully it's, uh, I've seen this because I have friends you know a little older than me that are on their last child like going out and they've homeschooled their whole lives and it seems like it's sort of a transition time like mm-hmm. they might pick up hobbies as they go when there's only one or two kids left in the house or in a direction their life is going to start planning for that before it's just suddenly here and you have okay. nothing to do okay mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so how how do your friends continue to serve the lord when um well one in particular it's actually tommy's mom um, her youngest is grad or is graduating this year and she has become a big part of taking her older ones have kids too and so she's um a good like grandma influence in life so, you know babysit and do things she's also taken on a part-time job as a nanny too, helping another family a young mom who needs help so um yeah just finding her identity that's why it's important to have your identity in christ because if it's all wrapped up in your family and it's suddenly gone i think you would struggle a little bit there yeah yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how, I mean, I'm, and then I'm, I'm sure it'll be easier or better, like in getting involved with like your family life, like with like your grandchildren and stuff like that. If you do have a close family, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because, um, it's hard, especially I've had a, two different experiences. I've been the, the mother-in-law, you know, that's the grandma where it's, you know, the, my daughter-in-laws have their way of doing things and they have their own moms and everything. So it's been, um, you know, just like feeling that out and not wanting to overstep bounds. Whereas with my daughter, like she's much more, and maybe it's in my own mind too, willing for me to give advice or to like, um, you know, trust me with watching the baby for a minute while she goes out for a run or whatever. I feel like, um, I have a little more in there than my boys as kids. Yeah. Interesting. So, you would say that like you have more of a of an opportunity like just with, like 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 almost like motherly stuff mm-hmm. with your grandchildren through your daughter. Yeah, it's a lot more natural of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. But but then with your sons, so how would you say that that's a dynamic? As well, how many grandchildren do you have? I have six. Wow, mm-hmm. nice. Uh, how would you say that the, that the dynamic is different um, from like the lady and from the guy? Like. In terms of, uh, like you said that, I mean, one, one example would be that you you would have more in through the through your daughter, mm-hmm. be a grandma, than through your sons. But is it like, but I'm guessing that with your sons, like maybe, because I also know that son, like the, your son's wives are following your sons, right? Right. So then is it like more likely that your sons might visit you? Um, yeah. And with, you? Uh, with two of my boys were a lot closer. One doesn't have children yet. Um, and one is not as much. We've been a little estranged and just kind of coming back together. Okay. His wife is a lot more, she was raised differently and she's a lot more strong willed. And so the following him hasn't come as naturally. Yeah. It's getting to be more that way. And, um, 
she's also been a little more defensive. Like I, I, I feel like I have to tread lightly, like giving advice because it might come across I'm telling her what to do. So yeah. just feeling out each relationship and okay. um, uh, with my oldest and his um, wife, we have a very close relationship. Um, she, uh, she's very um, natural as a mom, and and so I think she she has a confidence so like if I'm to give advice she's just like thank you and she'll you know take that and weigh it out and so I, I feel like I could give advice without stepping on her toes kind of thing so so, so once again it really just depends on the situation right yeah mm-hmm. it's each each child and their yep. family are mm-hmm. unique yep and yeah you can't just put it off in like gender like oh the guys no <laughs> yeah so that's that's a good like yeah that's mm-hmm. good for me to know um and then uh my next question was going to be on <laughs> Uh, well, how how is it being a grandma? It's great. Really? It's, yeah. I didn't know, like people always say, you know, it's a different relationship than being a mom. And of course it is because, you know, they're not mm-hmm. with you a lot. But I feel myself being a lot more like permissive. It's like, yeah. oh, you know, where if I was a mom, I'd be like, they need a spanking or whatever. I'd be <laughs> like, oh, they didn't understand. And I'm like, no, this is not my place. Like, and I am, I really do try. My, my parents were very over... Like as grandparents, we're always kind of like in our business. And so I, I try not to be that. Like I just want to f- like fill in where where I should fill in and not try and be the parent, you know. And But I do feel like um, it's a different relationship. You just are older and softer and I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, and I've heard that. That's a pretty yeah. common. Would you, um, do you think that you and Louis would ever live with one of your children like like 20 years from now or no? like in the same home like in the same home from his side no he would never want that okay <laughs> i personally i would love it mm-hmm. um at some point you mm-hmm. know but i don't know we'll see when we get there <laughs> cool and then um just sort of like starting to close what um what like coming into like just biblical like husband and wife just like the different like roles that, mm-hmm. you, that you would say that or prescribed in the Bible, like how would you describe those for anyone who is new to that? Um, well, I guess it starts out with the Lord at the top and both of you having your identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. So that um, anything that comes your way, the Lord's always there mm-hmm. and he will never fail you. And then down from that would be the husband's responsibility under the Lord is a lot more I mean, we all have our individual responsibility before the Lord, but as far as the family goes, I think he answers to the Lord from what scripture shows, um, like a notch up from what we do. And the relationships go hand in hand. So then the wife in submission is under that. That doesn't mean what some people think, a doormat, you have no say, whatever. It's just as far as being equal in the Lord's eyes, we're equal in the Lord's eyes, but we have different roles. And so the wife is like the like heartbeat of the home, I guess. And like the one doing all the things in here in support of her husband, like, you know, obviously has wishes and certain things, how he wants them done. But for the most part, like the wife is like over the kids and all that stuff at home. But when it comes down to a hard decision to be made, if the husband's feeling strongly to go one way, and even if you don't agree with it, he's answering to the Lord for that. So mm-hmm. just in prayer and submission, just in keeping the peace and the order the way the Lord has ordered it, to that's the way that it should go. Mm-hmm. And the husband, on his part, 
should be mindful of the woman as a weaker vessel. And I've seen this in marriage and now I understand what that means as far as like emotions and mm. things like we can get our emotions in the way and not see clearly where we think husbands have this gift from the Lord of being able to see things um, without that cloud of emotions for the most part. And so sometimes he might be able to see where we cannot see. Mm-hmm. And, um, but as the man being mindful of that and that it's hard sometimes to submit and maybe being clouded by our heart or whatever, or just that we aren't agreeing, mm-hmm. but we're going along with it because the Lord says to. Mm-hmm. But cool. we've seen like in with Louie and I, especially this has come out is that for the husband, like you have to take responsibility for everything. Mm-hmm. Like if something goes wrong in the house, it's your fault. Yeah. And that's been very hard for him because it's like, well, he would use a silly example. So if, if a plate breaks over there, that was my fault somehow. And um, mm-hmm. that's not exactly what the Lord means. But, well, what happened? Why did the plate, plate break? Is there like a discipline mm-hmm. thing? Or yeah. You know, so overall, like, I, and I think I've said it in kind of a stuttered way, but like we each have our own roles. And we sh- if there's love and understanding of the two separate roles, then I think you can work together a little bit yeah. better. Yeah, I don't think so at all. I think that was really good. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate it. Um, how, what, what are typically like the highlights of being a mother in your perspective? Hmm. Well, definitely, um, for me, I loved pregnancy, but, but carrying a, a child in your body and knowing like your body is growing this child, that is an amazing thing that like doesn't compare to anything else. And also, like once you give birth and you have that little person in your hands like that, I think that's like the defining moment of like my life, like holding that little baby and being like, whoa, mm-hmm. you know, you're responsible for this whole other life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being able to nurture them up and that you do matter, like it, moms matter and people that, you know, can say all these things, you can like give them to daycare and they can be raised well, I don't think that the result would be exactly the same as someone who cares so deeply for this other person would raise them more intentionally than a daycare or whatever. Yeah. Cool. And then for like, the last question, if you could send like a, a letter to your, I don't know, like, let's say eight, because eight is when you like ask the pastor to save you. So yeah. like, when you just becoming a Christian, mm-hmm. you could send a letter to like your eight year old self, like just saying like, oh, like encouraging yourself or like saying like absolutely do this or something like that um what would you send yourself and i can give you a second to like think about it you don't just have to like well like my very first thought was to um i don't know how intentional can an eight-year-old be but to seek out um christian mentors Mm -hmm. because i didn't have that at all not until i was a mom and would have struggles here and there then i'd look for another mom for help but as a, as a someone growing up without any kind of Christian input and influence in your life, uh, you can go astray so quickly and, um, you know, just be led astray by the world, by your own heart, whatever, to have solid people in your life who are living their lives for the Lord. That I think is key. Mentors. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm so young, so I don't know <laughs> as much as you do, but from what I know, that's very good advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and I, I'm sorry, I lied to you. I have one more question. <laughs> oh, this is like like the For last <laughs> pair of questions. Okay. But um, yeah, it should be fast. And and, and thank you for your previous answer. Oh, sure. um, what, I mean, because you've, I'm sure you've seen a bunch of different marriages, good marriages, bad mar- mm-hmm. marriages. 
what should a lady who's looking to who's looking for a spouse or just like in general what should she be looking for in a young man um first and foremost if they're like it sounds silly and it's one of those catchphrases but like sold out for the lord like Mm -hmm. that's their path that's they know that no matter what they want to be serving the lord um and they're going to be heading that direction with their life so that's first Mm -hmm. and um second i would say definitely someone um who's willing to be a leader and that can look different with different personalities but someone who's willing to take responsibility and also be um a leader who's also willing to serve where that's needed because as a mom like you know we obviously can't do all these things on our own and there's places where dads you know can come along and just make things you know that much better and being able to um yeah lead their families towards the lord as as they're following that way cool say. and then controversially <laughs> what should a young man be looking for in a wife in your perspective um well in my mind it's very important to that someone is open to life so being a, wanting to be a mom i think is an important thing but actually more than that i should say first and foremost someone who is living their life for the lord because the lord sometimes is the only one who can speak to us and mold us into what he wants so if she has that relationship and she's willing to be molded that's something that tells about her character that she would be willing to come under a husband who um you know may have different thoughts sometimes and are you willing to be able to go that way even if it's not something you may agree with but um, then being open to life and wanting to be a mom i think says a lot about somebody cool yeah thank you um and for the real last question, no, I'm just, that's a joke. <laughs> thank you so much, Heather, for coming on, talking. I, I've I've learned a lot. Oh, well, so good. <laughs> I appreciate, it and I hope that other if other people are listening, that they learn a lot too. So thank you. Oh, but, thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on. All right, I'm gonna do my outro. <laughs> <laughs>